Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. And welcome to Security Insecure. This is the podcast where I say it's okay to not be okay. I'm Johnny Seafoot, and every week I'm joined by one very special guest. I'm excited. The Great British Bake Off is finally coming back to Channel 4 and all 4. It's that seminal moment that it becomes the autumn, right? And everything just slows down and everything gets a bit more cosy and you sit on the sofa. And we've had all the influencers now for the year. We, you know, they've done the Love Islands and the Towers and the Chelsea's and the Slabs Go Dating and the Married at First Sights. We've done all that. It's now just time to just enjoy watching people do what they love doing. They love to bake. They love to make food look good. We like to see food look good. And also we eat with our eyes. And so therefore it saves us on the calories. But we can imagine eating that food. And then the Christmas tree is going to come up around the corner and we're just cosy with the fire. A bit of manifestation, a hot chocolate baileys. Oh, I need to stop. I'm getting carried away. This is exactly what I want to do. And this is what the Bake Off does. Because every Tuesday night, I just get to relax for that hour and 15 minutes and just go, oh, what I would do to eat that food. And I'm delighted. I'm delighted that I'm joined by a very special guest this week who was on last year's series now. She's a wild swimmer, a police detective, and of course, a baker. You saw her last year. She got to halfway through the series and then she toured around the country going to those food festivals. You know, the ones like the Ideal Home Shows, the BBC Good Food Show. I saw her at one of them and I tracked her down and I said, right, you are my friend for life because you make amazing cakes. And oh my God, does she make the most amazing cakes. And I've grown to some beautiful friendship for her over the past year. We've had some lovely dinners with lots of food and she's made the most amazing chocolate cakes. That, oh, they're amazing. They're amazing, amazing. So ahead of the series, it's about Tuesday the 13th of September, 8pm on Channel 4. I thought I'd bring to you to Secure the Insecure this week, Amanda Giorgio. Hello, Amanda. Hi, Johnny. How are you? Thank you so much for today. Oh, so good to talk to you. You know I love you, but you also you know how much I love my food and also just how much I love the Bake Off because it's just such good feel-good TV, isn't it? Just describes the perfect time of the year for me. I just love autumn. and with You're right, I love the Love Islands. I got into that this year. That was amazing. You kind of have to stay in to watch it, don't you? In the summer, you want to go out and do things. But in the autumn, which is we're coming up to now... It's the perfect time to stay in. And you're watching it as it's on the TV. You don't have to say, well, I'm too busy to watch that programme. I'll watch it when I get home. Everyone's getting ready to watch Bake Off. If you're a Bake Off fan, you're there. You're watching it live. You've got all your little treats ready. 
you're speaking to your friends who are Bake Off fans as well. So I'm so excited. I didn't think I'd be this excited having been on it last year, but I actually am. I can't wait. But also the difference is, with reality shows, you all play a character. You know, you've got the villain, you've got the hero. The hero is usually a really good-looking guy or girl, and they're the one that everyone wants to be with. Bake Off isn't like that. Bake Off is literally, we're rooting for every single one of them. We want everyone to win. You know, we want to see everyone make amazing bakes. We don't really want to see the disasters. Obviously, we'll see a disaster, but we really actually get upset for it. Do you remember Maggie a couple of years ago? He made the uh, the baked Alaska and then threw it in the bin because it had melted, because uh, it was put in the wrong place. And you get upset for it because we're rooting for everyone to do well. Yes. Yes. Most people have a few little disasters, but you don't see everybody. So, But you do kind of feel sorry for the person who have had their disaster shown on national TV. But that's just good TV, isn't it? But away from the TV, though, even when you're in the actual tent, there'll be times where someone needs help. Maybe it's... Uh, you know, carrying one thing off to the next thing or it's just something isn't working, you know, in a technical bait, for example, and you go and help them because you're like, I don't want you to fail. You know, we're friends, we're a family. I know obviously you and George and Chicks have got an amazing friendship. You know, that's because you care about each other. You're a family away from just being in a competition. It is It is very much like that. We are, And we are all still good friends. We all still speak. You know, we're all um, talking to each other over the last couple of days just to discuss the new bakers. We're all really excited for them because we now know how exciting this bit is because you've recorded the programme. They did generally try and help. And even we were in a bubble last year, so we were all literally living together, shared all our meals, everything we shared. So there were times when we would give each other advice and someone's recipe would be quite right when we were getting ready for the show to do the recording and we'd go in and say you know try this recipe I'll put a little bit less of this or more of that and everyone was giving each other genuine advice there was no one trying to sabotage someone's recipe or saying oh no you don't want to do it like that do it this way and giving them the wrong way to do it everybody wanted everyone else to do well and I think what we did on the show is before you go on you think oh I want to be the winner of Bake Off and you have this dream where you hear Matt or Noel say, and the winner this year is Amanda. But actually, when you get there, you're so happy and it's such a great experience. You don't really think about that. You just want to help each other and get each other through through each episode. It was such good fun. And this group have obviously done all that already. But this is the bit now where people start to recognise them in the street. So they're going to have a great time. Oh, they are. But let's talk about you, Amanda. Let's go back a little bit. What got you into baking originally? Well, I always bake on and off. You know, I would bake things, you know, fancied a pie or a cake or something. Or, you know, my girls, I've got two girls. One of them's 27 years old. So, you know, there's always a school bakes and things like that. But when my, the time I really started to bake was when my dad was ill. So about five years ago, my dad was diagnosed with cancer. And as it got more severe and he was not able to leave the house and I was, we were spending time going around the house, I just baked. In the evenings, I would come home and I would bake till one o'clock in the morning. It would be my time just to be on my own when everyone has gone to bed. So I really started baking a lot then. And I like to bake. I'm a bit of a feeder. So people come to my house. I always cook way, way too much food. So I enjoy feeding people as well. So there were, it was a little bit of therapy for me and about feeding people mentally when you are for example kneading dough for 15 minutes and you're just in your own world or you're mixing something for a while you know that there is that therapeutic side because you're kind of distracted but you feel at peace you know it's quite peaceful rolling something out it's quite peaceful just stirring isn't it 
It really is. And, I, and I've got a standing mixer, which most bakers have got now. You can knead your bread in there. It's not the same as just putting it on the worktop and just standing there for, like you say, 15, 20 minutes, just kneading the dough. It's just something therapeutic about it. I can't even describe it. You just go off into your own little world. Obviously, it gets to the point. Obviously, you're baking for your dad, but you go, right, I'm actually quite a good baker. I want to take it to that next level. So pre-Bake Off, where was that level you thought, right, I can actually bake? Because it's very different from baking breads and cakes and pastries and parties to going, I can actually make extravagant things because you almost need to be a bit of an architect as well as a baker because there's kind of two strands to bake off isn't it it's the design and actually it's the product itself yeah you definitely need to have engineering skills and i think that was probably my downfall i but we did have plenty of time to think about it i mean i did there's no time where you think you're good enough to go on to bake off ever so all the time i've watched bake off since it started i've always thought what a great show i enjoy baking i'd like to go on there maybe i'll apply next year and i was always thinking because I'm approaching retirement at work thinking, when I retire, I'm going to really put my heart and soul into baking. I'm going to really, you know, up my game, bake things I've never baked before. And then when my dad was unwell, I thought, what am I waiting for? Why am I going to wait till that time? I'll have a go now. So I applied. And I'd say to anyone, if you enjoy baking and you love Bake Off and you're thinking of going on it, just apply for it. Because what happens is, if, if, as, as the tasks they give you whilst you're preparing all the, the auditions, you learn more and more, even just going through the audition phase. So, because you push yourself that little bit more, it's the only way we learn, isn't it? If we push ourselves out of our comfort zone, you actually achieve something. Well, that's it. But you still have to think you're at a level, whether it is being able to adapt those flavours to make them new and different or the fact that you're making something even extravagant to be a showstopper. You don't make a showstopper every day. No, no, you don't do that. But uh, if you put your mind to it, if you're someone, I, I found it quite easy once I had a brief. So when I put my application in and they gave us the first brief for our first audition, because there's quite a few phases to getting on Bake Off. And I thought, actually, I'm, this is, this, I know what to focus on now. Before I was baking, baking, baking. I was baking bread, pastries. I was trying all different things, macarons. I was trying all these different methods of baking and once they give you a brief and you it, it, you have to be a creative person anyway i think you can't if you don't enjoy being creative then it's not going to work for you so you have to enjoy something we can be creative in lots of ways can't we people enjoy pottery woodwork painting whatever it is making a set of curtains whatever it is that you enjoy doing to make things look wonderful i think you have to have that within you if you're not a creative person then it's not going to work so I've always been creative. I did art at school. I did graphic design before I became a police officer. And I've kind of pu pushed that into a box when I joined the police. I've pushed the things that I really enjoyed doing, all the hobbies I had, into a box because I was focused on being a police officer. And then it kind of came out of me later on. I thought, actually, I really enjoyed it. And I'm even thinking of, I have to say, Johnny, after talking to about our love of food, I'm thinking of taking up pottery because I think it's so much better on the waistline than cooking cakes and eating all the time. Well, hold on a minute. Love Productions, who make Bake Off, also make the Great Pottery Throwdown. Uh, we've not seen anyone go from one show to the other net yet. No, we haven't yet. So I'm hoping, uh, I, I say I'm hoping to be the first. I haven't even started a pottery class yet, um, but it is something I'm going to do. I've started to watch, see, if you look at my Instagram, the only things that pop up are uh, cooking and pottery. So I did actually contact some of the potters from last the last couple of years. So I need to go and see some. And one of them 
Adam, who lives in Brighton, who was on a couple of seasons back, said he's going to give me a pottery lesson. So when I get to Brighton, I'll be doing that. Well, if you want to check out Amanda's Instagram, it's Amanda underscore Forever Baker. And she's obviously on, on TikTok as well because she's down with the kids, aren't you, Amanda? I'm, I'm doing my best, Johnny. I'm trying. Lizzie's been giving me lots of tips and saying you need to do this, you need to do that. I'm trying. I think I need to put a bit more effort into my TikTok. It is fun, though, isn't it? Oh, I love your TikTok. You know I love your TikToks. So <laughs> what happens when you do that application form? Because I've heard it's a very long form that you have to fill in. I think I've actually looked at it. Maybe that's why I know it. But it's something like eight to ten pages, isn't it? It's not just, here's my name, here's my date of birth. Can I be on the show? I think it's even longer than that. To be, I think it's quite a few more pages than that. No, it's what your hobbies are, what things you like to bake, what things you hate to bake, what you're good at, what you're not good at. Um, I mean, the application is something else. They want you to put send in photos as well. It's not just an application form. They want to send, they want to see at least five photos of different styles of baking. Um, but that's a minimum. I tried. To, I think I sent off about twenty photos. The application is just the first thing that takes you forever just to fill that in, and then you wait for a phone call, which you may or may not get. The phone call is a technical, almost like a quiz. So you spend an hour talking to someone who knows everything about baking, asking you lots of questions to see if you actually are as knowledgeable as you've said on your application. Because you know what it's like when you fill out an application for a job or anything. We all exaggerate a bit. We say, yeah, yeah, I've got all these A stars and I'm brilliant at this and I'm brilliant at that. Um, And of course you do the same thing on Bake Off, but they test you on that. So if you're not as good as you say you are, they they will work it out and you won't get another phone call. So you need to get through that technical quiz first of all before you go any further. So what's There's a question a on that technical quiz then? Sorry? Give me an example of a question on the technical quiz. They might ask you what sort of things make your cake go flat. So there's lots of different reasons that you're, you know, if you open the oven too early, if you use out-of-date baking powder, if you whip up too much air into it, it rises and then drops very quick. You know, there's so many reasons. You need to understand why things go wrong to be a good baker because you need to make sure you don't do it again. Lots of things. How many different types of pastries are there? How many different types of buttercreams are there? You know, you've got Swiss meringue buttercream, Italian meringue buttercream. You've got just ordinary buttercream, American buttercream. There's so many different things that unless you do baking, you won't know about because buttercream is just buttercream, isn't it? Exactly. You can't research that. It's more you've got to know it, and that's based on your life experience. And if you're doing Bake Off, you need to be at that level that you know your stuff, because otherwise, when it does come to the technical in the middle, you could easily get caught out, purely because you actually don't know how to make a set jam, which is part of making jam biscuits, which is like, you know, a small part of it where that is the test. Absolutely. I mean, you can't um, you can't blag your way through the, the questions that they ask you. If you don't know, you can't make it up. And you're right with jam, for instance, those technicals that you see them do. The second um, is a technical challenge and you have no idea what that is. They have it covered with a um, with a cloth. You don't know what it is until they literally say, right, get ready, bake. So you take the cloth off, you see the recipe and it will say make jam. It won't tell you how to make the jam. It will say make sponge. It will give you the ingredients. I mean, they do help you. They don't expect you to completely bake something without any any kind of instruction but it will just say make this make that it won't tell you what method to use it won't tell you how to do it no so you must have yeah you must have some but i came last in a couple of the technicals even though i do know how to make quite a lot of the things but it, you know 
just one of those things, isn't it? It is just one of those things. It is just one of those things. So, Amanda, you go, you go through the application process and then you find that you're going to get on the show and you get that phone call. How did that make you feel when that call came in to say, you are actually going in that tent, you are going to be on the Great British Bake Off? Were you, was there I... any imposter syndrome or was it, right, I'm ready to show the world what I can do? I Well, firstly, I got the phone call and they told us that because we'd gone so far, when you get to the final... I don't know, whatever it is, 100, and then they call you back and say, oh, you've got... They call you back, you go to the audition, you think you're through, you think the next phone call you're going to get is you're in, and then they ring up and go, oh, good news, you're back down to the final 25, and you think, hold on a minute, there's another phase to get through? You know, there were so many phases, but when you do finally get that phone call saying you're one of the final 12, I think I burst the girl's eardrum on the phone, um, I screamed so loud, but I didn't have imposter syndrome until I actually got to the tent. We all met each other, which was great. And you start to suss people out, don't you? Kind of looking at Lizzie and thinking, will she be a good baker? And will Giuseppe be a good baker? How how long's he been? You know, you try and work out. Um, and there's chicks going, oh, I've only been baking a year. So I was thinking, oh, he'll be first out. <laughs> He's only been baking a year. Well, Chiggs was in the final. But the imposter syndrome sets in the first day we all started practicing together. And you start to see everybody's bakes. And you think, oh, wow, they really are good. I can't believe I'm here with all these. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns fantastic bakers so we had our own little practice tents you see so i'm guessing that the people who were in this new series would have gone home i'm not sure if they had any time together like we did 
well, that's it. You go for your weekend and then you're out of there and back the following week. So when yeah. you do your application form, you then get the call. The call says, yeah, you're doing it. What happens next? Because you get a bit of time to practice these recipes, don't you? Yeah, we had a few weeks. I think it was about five or six weeks. We got all the briefings so we knew which week was cake week, biscuit week, bread week, um, and so on, dessert week, German week, so on. So you get your briefs and they all have... It's not just bread, it's got to be a theme. So they tell you what the theme is and then you start writing your recipes. And you have to, it's really hard work, especially when you're trying to do your full-time job as well. So you have deadlines where you have to submit your two recipes for each week. So obviously the technical you don't know about. You have your signature, whatever, if it was bread week, for instance, you have your signature bread bake and then you have your showstopper. For the bread week, for instance, I did my seabed theme when I had the octopus and, and it was so I was practicing that but you have to write your recipes as well and they have to be your own original recipe you can't copy Mary Berry's or Paul Hollywood's recipe you have to they have to be your own so you send your recipe off and they'll say no you've got to rewrite that one we can't you can't have you can't use that one and um, it's too similar to someone else's so on top of practicing and trying to get your octopus tentacles going in the right direction you've got to write the recipes as well I loved it. I really enjoyed that time. And in the end, I asked for it just before I went in the tent. I went to my boss because we're not allowed to tell anyone, you see. So I went to my boss and I said, look, this is the situation. It was a superintendent. And she was. She went, oh, my goodness, I, I want to go on Bake Off. I said, you can't tell anyone I'm going on it, but I, I need two weeks off before I go to do my practice in. She said, that's fine. Use your annual leave up. You can have it all off at the same time. So... I did that. So it is It is a lot of work. You really are invested just before you even get to the tent. But how much back and forth was that, though? Because although the recipe, you, you know, yeah, it might look like someone else's. At the end of the day, though, these showstoppers, these signatures need to look amazing. And so sometimes the bar that you set for yourself might be, you know, let's say you're making, for argument, so let's say you're making a cake and you just decide to make a lemon cake. You know, that that's not really a showstopper. That's not really no. a signature. And so it needs to go to that next level. So how much back and forth was there of, can you take this up a notch? Or why don't you do this? Because, you know, it's for TV at the end of the day and it needs to look as entertaining as it can be. Well, the first one, for instance, the cake week, which was our first week, was a, um anti-gravity cake. So I sat for hours thinking, how much, what anti-gravity cake? How am I going to make a cake look anti-gravity? I started doing... I love seahorses. I've got a tattoo of a seahorse. I've got seahorses all over my house. I thought, I'll do a seahorse and I'll have it standing up on its tail. So the tail will be, it'll be top heavy. It's basically something, a cake that's top heavy. So I tried a few different bakes that just didn't work. So I spent so much time. And then I thought, I've got up my time here. I can't spend too much time thinking about it. I just need to get on with it. So I went for the wave cake. When I got there, Giuseppe, for instance, had a construction that it had made that it could put... Because you could use frames, you could use boards and things like that. So he had this thing made. I mean, his showstopper was amazing. His, his He had a jack in the beanstalk, so he had a beanstalk going up into a cloud, which was his cake. So you just have to have a good imagination and you need to be a good engineer, um, as well as being a good baker. So there's lots of different things that you need to be good at to get in that tent. But also the financial side of it, if you're spending two weeks practicing these bakes and you're baking, you know, for 24 different challenges, you must be spending a lot of money. 
you are spending a lot of money, I would go to the supermarket and I would always buy probably at least 10 boxes of eggs. I'd always have over 100 eggs in my... In the end, I stopped putting things in my cupboard. I literally set up my kitchen table. I've got a worktop in where I do all my all my cooking. Um, but I set up, I said to my family, I said, we're not eating at the kitchen table for the next few weeks. I just had all my... I had great big tubs of flour. I had over 100 eggs on there. I had all my baking powders out and all my syrups and... You know, all, all your all the bits and pieces that you need for baking, I had just left out all the butter. Um, and it is it is a lot of money, but, you know, they they cover that for you. They do help you out with your ingredients. They don't just expect you to pay for it all yourself. So although there's no monetary prize to going on Bake Off, they do make sure you're not out of pocket for your ingredients. But how yeah. do they judge that, though? Because, you know, let's say they say, right, you can have two practices on each thing. And let's say that's, I don't know, let's say a tenner. That's very different to you baking something 30 times each and you going, well, can you invoice me for £4,000 worth of food? They give us all a set amount and, and it's not just the ingredients. We were, but we took all our own tins and everything with us because you would couldn't guarantee that they, although they've got all the equipment there, you couldn't guarantee that they would have the tin that you wanted. So I was buying bunt tins and all sorts. I mean, the bunt tins alone was £50. Um <sighs> So you would buy all your own tins to take with you. I've now got a garage full of bait where before my garage was full of lawnmowers and think gardening tools. My husband's not very happy with me because I've got it now full of baking equipment. I've got tins in there. I've got piping bags. I've got all sorts of stuff in there now. Yeah, you do spend a lot of money. It's not cheap. Well, if you want uh, someone to come over and, you know, go uh, foraging in your garage, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm available. Listen, I'll you help can you out. We can have a little bakery masterclass. You, we can teach each other everything we know. And if you want any of my tins, you can take them. <laughs> um, so how much how much money do you think you spent on all that then overall? Do you know what? I couldn't even guess. I mean, I invested in things that I would have bought eventually anyway. So I got myself a Maggie Mix. They're nearly £500. But, you know, they're things I will always use for cooking anyway. I bought thousands. But Bake Off paid you back those thousands of pounds for it. They did. They did. Listen, they covered our ingredients. They covered some of our tins. We didn't have to buy all the things that we did, but I chose to buy a certain tin, a certain make of tin, um, which we didn't have to do. We, you know, we could do whatever we wanted. So, you know, that it wasn't as if we had unlimited amount of money to say, look, there are my. There's my ten thousand pound of receipts. I want the money. I want to be reimbursed. It wasn't like that, but they certainly made sure that they covered all the ingredients and everything. They had loads of stuff there as well. We had in our practice kitchens. They had all the ingredients ready for us because they had all their recipes all typed up for us. Um, that all the ingredients were ready. You were just going in the morning. I mean, we literally went into the practice tent at nine o'clock in the morning. George and I would stay in there till we got kicked out. So we were just baking, baking, baking all day. And did you notice that it's almost like, can you not be overly perfect on it? Because you could be practicing all day and actually kind of get, you know, if you practice something enough, you'll get it as perfection. But there also needs to still be a bit of jeopardy because it's still a TV show at the end of the day. So actually we don't want you to bake too much because it needs to feel a bit real that you're not just these expert bakers already. They didn't want us to spend the... They didn't... We were... Obviously, we had a time limit in there because um, they had a medic on call just in case someone cut their finger. Um, so we had to be out of there by 5.30. 
um, George and I used to try and sneak back in, but security used to catch us out. So we never actually got to switch the ovens back on. But um, Was that so the medic could go I, home and have their own dinner at like 7 o'clock? I, well, they didn't go home, did they? They were living with us as well. Everyone was living there. It was it was amazing. It was just such good fun, and I feel a bit sad for the bakers this year not having that. And any other year as well. I mean, I think the season before our season eleven did. They were there in lockdown. So were we, but no one else has had that experience. Mm. But going back to you, what you're saying about perfection, it's never perfect. We're always trying to make something better than it actually is. Yeah, but I've had your chocolate cake, command, and honestly, it's the best chocolate cake I've ever had. And also, actually, no, what did I like? Oh, you, you made me, um, oh, was it a ginger cake? Ginger and cream at Christmas. Oh, the twist roll when I came up, yeah, and I made some mince pies enough. They yes. were incredible. So you get to Bake Off, right? You've done your practicing. It then comes to the moment you get into the tent and you walk down the steps and you're on the grass and you've got the tent in front of you, the show you've been watching for years, and you go through that tent, what is your reaction? can't even explain. It's so surreal and so emotional. I mean, we all walked in. We went in a couple of days before the first episode was being filmed, and we walked in. There were still ladders around, and they were still setting everything up, but it was just the most surreal, emotional. Lizzie and Maggie just burst into tears. Um, certainly George had a tear in his eye, because we're all massive back... You know, there's not there's not a monetary prize at the end of it. It's not as if we went on the show thinking, oh, I can win £50,000. We went on it because we love Bake Off and we wanted to be on the show and have that experience. So to walk in that tent and just feel that atmosphere was just the best thing. Um, I didn't cry, obviously, because doing my job, I can't, you know, can't possibly show any emotion, but I could have quite easily shed a tear. It was just, I felt so emotional when I went in there. But I thought, I'm going to be the rusty tufty police officer. I'm not going to start crying. I looked over at Lizzie, who was sobbing her heart out. And I thought, oh, she's going to set me off in a minute. So I had to stop looking at her. <laughs> I said, Lizzie, stop it. I said, you're going to make me cry in a minute. It was amazing. We were all just, we were all walking around. It was like the first time. If you've ever been to Disney World, it's that feeling. You know, when you walk in, you're just in awe of, you know, when when you walk around, it just it's just amazement. I can't even explain it to you and it's a thing as well though you're you've got really long hour of filming you know you're doing 12 hour days you're doing it all over the weekend and then going back to your work in the week but because you're in that tent you don't get to that point of going do you know what i've had enough i don't care i just want to go to bed now because you're in the bake-off tent you know how important and how much you've been building up to this moment the adrenaline keeps you going you never ever ever I remember before I went in and them saying, how do you think you'll cope with, you know, the long days, 12 hours filming? And I was saying, yeah, yeah, no problem, no problem. Of course I can cope with that, thinking to myself, oh, my God, I'm going to be really tired on my feet for 12 hours. But actually, I wasn't at all. You know, there's lots of in and out the tent. You do your challenge. You don't leave, obviously. If they say you've got two and a half hours to make 12 twist rolls, you don't leave for two and a half hours. You're in that tent. And then they go, right, everybody, that's the end of the challenge. You go off. And then um, the, the people come in and clean up the tent. So, you know, you've got all the runners that come in. They're literally scrubbing. The, you, you can leave it in a complete, absolute tip. And you'll come back half an hour later and the whole place will be spotless. It's just, I, I wish they could come home with me, actually. Um, but and, and then your bake's just there all presented on the, on the plate that you've put it on, all ready for um, Paul and Prue to judge and have a little taste and tell you what they think of it tell you how rubbish it is or tell you how dry it is or 
fuck it, it's bottom is, or whatever they're going to say about your bake, you stand there waiting for them to give you their feedback. Well, I've done, uh, I cooked for Marco Pierre White once for a TV show, and it's very much that when the camera stops rolling of you and you move out the way and you have your break, it's also all about the camera shots. You know, when we see those beautiful shots of the cake, you know, they take time to film as well. And so there's always something going on. And you're right with the wipe downs. Incredible how quickly they can turn it around. And it makes you realise, wow, there's a lot you take for granted, especially when it comes to as a viewer of how much work goes behind the scenes to make those moments happen. Yeah. Hang on a minute. I need to go back to what you said. You you cooked for Marco Pierre White and you must have been petrified. Oh, scariest man alive. He uh, And they I... did that thing for TV where you don't know who you're cooking for. And it was hosted by, by Mel Sykes. And I thought, okay, she's just been doing Let's Do Lunch with Gino and Mel. It'll be Gino DeCampo. And then you see this boot come down the stairs. And then you see it's Marco Pierre White. And I had a tear in my eye. And I was petrified because I'd seen him on Hell's Kitchen. And I'd heard about his relationship with Gordon Ramsay. And I was absolutely petrified. And we're in this warehouse in uh, North London doing it. And I thought, oh, my God, what have I got myself into? And he was as scary on camera as he was off camera. Oh, my God, was he really? I thought you were going to say he was a pussy cat. Oh, no, he really is that scary then. Oh, yeah, no, generally very, very scary. Yeah. Very scary. Well, well, I know you loved your experience. Obviously, financially... You didn't lose out. Time-wise, it was a lot of investment in there. How do you look back at the Bake Off experience as a whole? Would you do it again? Would I do it again? I am not sure. I would do it if I would have that same experience with all the bakers because the other bakers in there were the best part of it for me. They were just wonderful people. It was just really nice for me to be with people that I could talk about. If I talk to my husband about baking or if I talk about you know, try and talk to him about a new recipe or different flavours. He he just glazes over and then he'll just say to me, look, honey, I, you know, I really don't want to talk about baking. Um, but the other bakers get excited about it. And, and we'll talk about, George and I talk about food constantly. If I speak to anyone from Bake Off, we are always talking about food. So that was a good thing for me, just being with people that I could talk to about things I love doing. And uh, absolutely amazing talking to you. The Great British Baker returns to Channel 4 on Tuesday, the 13th of September at 8pm. And you can catch up on all four. Oh, it's such a good show. I love The Great British Baker. And I hope you've got it very excited for it. And if you have got excited for it, use that adrenaline, use that excitement and channel it into security and security. Because if you like what you heard, please do go and make the podcast and subscribe and share. On iTunes, it's a five-star rating and a review. And on Spotify, just a five-star rating, please. And then on social media, at Johnny C for at Security and Secure Podcast is where you can find me. Previous episode teasers are all over there. Tell me you've watched Bake Off. Tell me you've listened to this episode. And tell me what you're buying to watch with the show. I uh, little secret is I look at the Radio Times website, look at the TV guide, look what week it is. And then I'll go and buy that food. So I've done it for French Fancies, for example, which I hadn't had in years. And then I found out it's French Fancies as one of the bakes. I thought, right, I'm going to buy a pack of them. Haven't had them in years, but it's on Bake Off. And then you sit eating them and they're store-bought whilst everyone is baking them. And they're making these really creative ones. And you're like, uh, yeah? Yeah. Anyway, this is Securing Scope with me, Johnny Seifert. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, thank you and goodbye.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.